0: Welcome to a brand new podcast based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe called The Never Watchers. I am one of two hosts, Pete Beckett, joined by my illustrious co-host Kurt Kurt Lewin. Hello. So, how are you doing, Kurt?
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm doing well, thanks. Um, looking forward to uh, looking into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, and this being my first podcast appearance ever as well Mm, interesting
0: so um do you want to talk about your experience of marvel or the cinematic universe in general
1: yeah sure so um i've I've always heard a lot about the the whole marvel universe and i know it's a huge thing um both in comics and in cinema um these days um over the years uh there's been I don't know how many films there is now in the Marvel cinematic universe. Is it some like over twenty? There's
0: twenty-three at present, with the twenty fourth, I believe, being Black Widow, which was supposed to be out this year.
1: Right. Um and then so before that there was like quite a few Marvel films such as the like Terry B. Maguire Spider Man films. Yep. And as I understand it, they've got nothing to do with mm-hmm. the more, like the Well what what is this universe there's like loads of phases, isn't there?
0: Yeah, there's um there are three phases of uh the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We we're specifically gonna be talking about those when it started in two thousand eight, um, with the original Iron Man film. But uh, anything prior to that so um, uh, the like you said, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, Blade Blade 1, 2 and 3 and I think Hulk from 2005, the Ang Lee version is not going to be included because they, they have nothing to do with the cinematic universe as well as the amazing Spider-Man movies which are made by Sony which right. we can go into a little bit, little bit about the Sony relationship with the Marvel Cinematic Universe when we talk about Spider-Man: Homecoming and and Far From Home as well, but that yeah. is that's was, a, a weird one in its own right, to be honest.
1: Because after, so yeah, uh, just to let the audience know, I've hardly seen any Marvel films um, in terms of this as in this current iteration. Um, the only ones that I have seen are the. Um, Spider-Man ones, It's like Homecoming and Far From Home. Um, uh, okay, is that because like,
0: you're a Spider-Man fan generally?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah, uh, I think the first ever Spider-Man film I watched was Spider-Man Two with Tobey Maguire. Yeah, it's um, not not a bad and then movie I went back actually. Oh no, no, no! It's I, I really like it. Um, and then after that, I went and watched the first Spider-Man. Then Spider Man Three and both amazing Spider Mans. So yeah, basically I've yeah. watched all the Spider Man. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, the Amazing uh, Spider Man not being so amazing, unfortunately.
1: No, no. Um, especially this, the second one, I didn't. Mm. I wasn't. Yeah, I watched that one yeah. the other day. It's it's not good. No, <laughs> and I, I I saw on uh, the news that maybe the um, what's his name is it Michael Jordan. Is it uh, Michael B. Jordan? The, yeah, he's coming back, is he, or something? Uh, he well, played the frozen dude.
0: Oh, Michael J. Uh, Michael Fox. Uh, Fox not, Mo, sorry. Uh, oh, not not Michael J. Fox. I'm thinking of Back to the Future. There, terrible. <laughs> oh god, Jamie Fox. That's the one. Jamie Fox.
1: Yeah. So basically, I got neither the, the Michael or the Jordan part. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but
0: you are quite close because there is a. Um, a Jordan who plays um, a villain in one of the the Marvel movies, which is Black Panther.
1: Yeah, I I saw him on a bridge in London once.
0: Awesome, that's kind of cool. Was he filming <laughs> a movie or was he just out doing regular things?
1: Yeah, it was just uh, it was one near like the uh, the London Eye. He was just walking over it. I also saw the villain who, sorry, the actor who plays Doc Ock. London monster. Oh, amazing! Uh,
0: why am I forgetting what his name? Alfred Molina. That's the guy. Mm. Yeah. So um, well, obviously, to give the context to the audience, I've watched quite a lot of these, so I'm I'm basically going to be the guide throughout for um, for a lot of the the trivia and sort of like a lot of the background stuff because I have seen these quite a few times uh, I am I'm not afraid to mention that I am quite a fan of the Marvel cinematic universe
1: yeah it's going to be interesting because after admit likes uh I've I've never really understood the hype around it which is probably unfair having not seen the films yeah um uh, and I'd, I don't know if it's because especially with ones like the characters of like Doctor Strange and Thor. Yeah. Um. I, fi- I kind of find them difficult to relate to in the same way as Spider Man is because um, s- Spider Man and my my other s- superhero. Um, I know this isn't Marvel, but Batman. Like, they're both my favourite superheroes, and I think it's because their settings are grounded in reality. Yeah, I, I would have to agree
0: with that on Batman. I absolutely love Batman as well. Like, I'm not, I'm not one of these sorts of people that is, you know, I'm for Marvel or just for DC. I like them all mm. really because they they tell interesting stories, and I think that's what the uh, the MCU has done over the three phases. They've told quite an interesting story, uh, whilst yeah. each movie has been sort of characterised in their own respect.
1: Yeah. Well that's what I'm looking forward to hopefully enjoying about these films is the story um my worry is that it could get over complicated for someone like me that um because of the sheer number of them and how they all interchange um especially because i I understand that they're not in like a a an order of like the 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 uh, the jump between t- different time periods. Yeah, uh.
0: yeah, it can get confusing, especially when we're all watching these as they came out in the cinema. And I think my first experience of watching one of these films in the cinema was a uh, uh, Avengers Assemble, which was in two thousand and twelve. Uh, mm. So I didn't watch any of these movies until that, and even I was quite confused as to what was going on. So I went back and watched. The films prior to that, and went, oh yeah, this makes sense now.
1: Mm. So,
0: so you just got to be aware, obviously, that chronologically this timeline does jump around quite a lot. Like you'll have stuff that's set in present day, and then some that's set years in the past, and then some that might be set mildly in the future, and that some of it just doesn't make a lot of sense, but just go with it and just just try and enjoy the ride, that's all I would say.
1: Yeah. So, I think in terms of uh, my current knowledge of the characters, mm-hmm. I, th- I, I think I know all of them, although I didn't know Black Widow was part of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't even, until you just said um, a few moments ago, I didn't know Blade was part of Marvel. I didn't even know it was a comic book character, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, a, like, lot
0: of, a lot of people forget about the Blade movies from 97 and two thousand two thousand two 2002 and
1: 2004, I believe it was. Or to, 98, I yeah, believe. I, I, I've, actually, I've actually seen the first one, the, the Wesley Snipes one. Yeah, it's a fantastic and, um, movie. Uh, well, a funny story, because I, um, I I th- I was quite... Well, I, I don't deal well with scary films. And I know it's not a scary film, but it is to me. Because yeah. it's got vampires in it. <laughs> and I remember when I watched it, I was around at a friend's house. And um, for some reason, I thought that the scariness of it would not be as bad if I watched it via a, a, a mirror. Um, so <laughs> if you can imagine... <laughs> If you can imagine me stood at one like stood at the side of the TV, um, with a, a full-length mirror on the other side of the room, mm-hmm. and I was watching it by that, whereas my friends were just watching it head-on as a normal person would. Um, yeah, I have no idea why I thought that was a good idea. I don't. Uh, but I don't
0: maybe I, maybe the fear of vampires like was was a thing at the time and you thought oh i better put a mirror up because they can't i can't see the reflection then
1: that is a good point but i i don't think that was um, something that clicked in my head about vampires and mirrors at the time no it was a bad <laughs> yeah. joke
0: let's just be honest there. oh i know <laughs> no <laughs>
1: no i no, i get where he was coming from though uh but anyway let's get back to, to yeah my uh, knowledge of the characters mm-hmm. um yeah, so I think I know who all the Avengers. All actually, I'm not sure because I know I could say I could name four of the Avengers okay. that I know for sure. So, Hulk, mm-hmm. um, uh, Iron Man. Yep. Uh, Thor. Yep. and then I know there's one other there. there's some there's some dude with a bow and arrow uh, that would be Hawkeye right
0: uh, but you're missing probably the leader of the team which is Captain America
1: ah yes yes I do remember him
0: yeah and then the last one in the original Avengers or say the original Avengers according to the movies is Black Widow like I mentioned before so that made yeah. up the, the staple the the six members of the original Avengers team but we'll obviously we can delve more into that later on because there's there's stuff that happens within the movies that obviously sets all that out and they they started that out obviously in the very first Iron Man movie so just a, a word of warning to you don't stop when the credits roll because there's always something that happens at the end that sets the next movie up
1: right um, and is it is it fair to say that every um, like character based film, so like Thor, Ant Man, yep. do they they're all at some point an Avenger? Uh,
0: eventually, but I don't want to delve too much into that because that yeah. realms into the into the spoilers, obviously.
1: Right. Okay.
0: But they they obviously do um, take these. Uh, individual movies and set set up certain characters to then obviously come into the universe in some way mm. so it, I'll, I'll be interested to obviously see and hear your opinions going down the line obviously of how you think they integrated these these movies into the schedule and then how they then integrated into the overall cinematic universe in the end it's cuz even I was quite surprised how they managed to integrate some of them into certain uh, movies towards the end.
1: Mm. And I think the only other thing I'd wanted to bring up would be that I know that there's some stones that like, make up quite a big part of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, so um, the the first three phases of the of the cinematic universe are set around an original comic book series called the Infinity Saga uh, where um, a particular big bad who I will not mention here at the moment because it's huge huge spoilers obviously um, does play a huge role in collecting uh, some stones but the stones become a they become quite a key point towards the end of the first phase and I think uh based on the trivia side of things um Marvel hadn't quite figured out how they were going to integrate all these movies in together because um Iron Man was was a project that had been worked on for a few years a few years but they they weren't sure how they were going to link it all together and then a few films came about and then the popularity happened and then they sort of had to sort of wing it let's just say and then and then and, they sort of became
1: integrated in that way and has there been someone um that's um like a writer, a certain writer or director that has been at the helm to oversee the whole thing so like as a point of comparison i remember with the star the new star wars films mm-hmm. like the there was criticism at the fact that um, there was like different directors and writers for these new the latest three films sure. um, so there was a lack of consistency between them
0: um, well they had different writers different directors yeah. and different producers working along the film but there was always one person overseeing the entirety of the project which was the executive producer Kevin Feige so he oversaw every movie and had the vision in mind uh, to direct everything, as basically Marvel and Disney sort of wanted to do. Yeah. So, uh, there was um, a when, there was a vision when did, basically.
1: When did um, Disney jump on board in relation to the when the films came out? Were they there from the very beginning, or were they like halfway through?
0: No, I uh, originally the. I have to remember when Disney got involved I think the buyout happened in 2012 Um, so Disney bought Marvel out for about 4 billion dollars in 2012 and that included the the rights to the cinematic universe as well so the original movies had some rights with Universal and a few other companies I think who distributed the movies and Mm -hmm. we can go into that with uh, The Incredible Hulk a bit more because there is a very odd legal issue with the Hulk when it comes to it comes to the movies. Right. So we can talk more about that when we cover uh, the Incredible Hulk movie, uh, in the third episode. Okay. Right. It's it's still weird 'cause even even yeah, then. Because
1: uh... noticed that I don't think that's on Disney Plus, is it? The Incredible Hulk.
0: I don't think it is, and I think that is down to the the rights issue that they have with Universal on that one, and and it's probably also down to uh, the casting, I think. But it's that that whole situation with that movie is very strange, anyway. And I think I think you'll see that once um, once you watch the movie as well, because I've seen bits and bobs of it, but not in full. And it's not a normal Marvel movie by any stretch of the imagination. Right, it Sounds on them. It? <laughs> it's um, not well regarded to start with, but I think a new a new lens on it might actually look, give it some give it some good points, a, good, a new light, and we'll see how it goes. Really, because <laughs> you know essentially what I'm going to be doing. Even though I've watched a lot of these movies more than once, I'm going to go back and watch them all as well, so I've got a fresh point of reference as well. Hmm. So, cool. I think it'll be interesting. I'm really looking forward to actually watching them all again.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna. So the first one, in the for the, because well, this is kind of like a pilot episode. Yeah. Um The very first film will be Iron Man One. Then.
0: Yes, that's right. So it start. This was. This was an odd choice. Uh, and we'll go into more of that in in it, uh the very first episode. Obviously, like you said, this is a pilot. It was an odd choice to start with that because he wasn't the most popular character even in the comic books at the time. He was kind of regarded as a, a B-tier Marvel hero at that time. But now, after these movies, I, everyone knows who Iron Man is.
1: Yeah, so it's a bit yeah sh- I'd probably say he's out of all the like, characters that I, I know of. It's He's probably the most famous one outside of Spider-Man.
0: I would agree. Yeah, I think I think that's probably down to Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of him more than anything as well. Yeah. You know, Robert Downey Jr.'s uh um subsequent character arc as an actor was pretty very much redeemed with these movies as well because he was not yeah. uh he was not in Hollywood's good books uh for a long time.
1: Yeah, I have read about how iron man was kind of like a, a yeah come back for him
0: yeah so i think i think a few of these actors were kind of at the start of their careers or they were they were making smaller movies and then this just absolutely propelled them into the stratosphere because they, they they made them into incredibly well-known names around the world and it's it's crazy mm. really i mean you look at things mm. like um chris pratt and guardians of the galaxy like later on down the line like, he was a tv star and now he's like a mega star because of because of that mm. film
1: yeah so, yes uh i think um i i, I don't know if but I, yeah you won't know this about me but technically i am an avenger and um, this this is because um, in Las Vegas there's a uh, um an a like an attraction yeah um where you get to go in this building and go through the process of becoming a certified Avenger and you like go it's it's kind of like a, a museum as well and it's quite cool that um, they've got all like um, props from the films and um suits um but then they've also got like challenges that you can do and you like challenges you can't really fail but um, <laughs> um uh but I managed to do them all and yeah I've got a certificate saying I'm an avenger so
0: ah. Is that what they were doing? Because I went to Vegas last year and I saw um, a couple of people obviously dressed up as Avengers and I wondered why they were standing out in this blazing heat in the middle of August like dressed up like that. So that must have been what they were advertising and I just never picked up on it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, possibly, yeah.
0: I'm disappointed, I so should have done that. Yeah. I could have been an Avenger.
1: Yeah, I I think it was around three years ago when I did it. But yeah, it's funny that I'm a vendor, but I don't know who most of them are. <laughs> I'm sure if I went and after this whole um, series is done, uh, I bet I'd have a lot more appreciation and of of it. So I went around this thing in about forty-five minutes, and people <laughs> were spending like three hours in there. That's probably
0: because the heat was so intense in Vegas that they were just like air conditioning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah,
0: oh, it was it was blisteringly hot when I was there. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, I went August too. Yeah, oh,
0: uh, yeah, it was like forty odd degrees. I think most days, even at like nine in the morning, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> My English body just could not take it.
1: No, so. yeah, I don't know how they survived in those suits
0: wow yeah i mean most people advertising out in vegas are all um let's be honest they're uh, strippers <laughs> so they're not wearing a lot so they were quite lucky
1: yeah um is there any other questions that you wanted to ask me about my knowledge of marvel
0: so i just trying to think if you were to look down the list at some of these uh some of these movies obviously some of them stand out like the fours and all that sort of thing because they're part of the original lineup but if you were to look sort of la- later down the schedule at things like captain marvel would you have any idea who she was no okay so you um in terms of in terms of that so you're not you're not a comic reader really as such you are just Nah, just someone who's nah. interested in watching the movies more than anything
1: yeah
0: okay so it'll be interesting to actually see how you relate to these characters like whether or not you think that they're just good characters or whether or not they're because let's, let's be honest with, with you you're taking away all this rich lore that they've had behind them and uh, we'll be honest there's been a lot of fan backlash on quite a lot of these films for their bad portrayals or wrong casting choices or things like that Or it's, mm. it, it's, it's weird but look, I think like with anything you know your experience with the Spider-Man movies you probably saw a lot of people getting angry about the casting of Andrew Garfield in Amazing Spider-Man going he's too old to be Spider-Man He's too old. Yeah. Like he doesn't look like a high school student and things like that. And it's just it's weird to be honest. So it'll be nice to sort of see someone approaching this from fresh eyes rather than uh, blinded blinded by years of um, source material.
1: Yeah. Is it like um, a universally loved film out of out of them all?
0: There are a few, quite a few, in fact. Um, There are some that obviously are, um, let's say, a little bit more controversial, let's be honest, in some of their portrayals. Uh, But I won't tell you what films are most universally loved or universally panned at the moment, because I would rather keep that until we've watched the movies to say this was the critical response to it. Because I don't want you being Mm. blinded by potential... um, by the potential of fans saying yeah this is a great movie or yeah this is a
1: terrible movie yeah,
0: yeah. you know let's let's yeah. be as fresh, let's get you as fresh
1: as possible into this yeah just looking through the films now so is Fantastic Four part of this?
0: Uh, no, Fantastic Four was a Fox prop- it, whilst it is a Marvel comic it's a Fox owned property kind of like um, the X-Men right so it doesn't form part of the cinematic universe but once i think once we're done with the the roundup of the whole thing we can talk more about that because there is obviously phase 4 uh, that was due to start this year but now starts in 2021 because of obvious covid reasons you know and we can obviously oh,
1: talk you say obviously phase four. I didn't know about that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah,
0: I forget that. <laughs> yeah, there are there have been an, a whole bunch of movies that have been announced for a new slate of movies to come, and we'll we'll go delve deep into those once we've wrapped. Uh, once we've wrapped the three phases up, and obviously we can start making some predictions based on the, the watching of how we think phase four may potentially go in the end yes yeah. i think i don't think they're just gonna stop at phase four i think there's gonna be more but we can we can discuss that in much more detail later on cool so, all right wicked so uh any what are your expectations from this like what what do you hope
1: i hope that i can um see why there is so so much love this franchise, mm-hmm. um, because to be honest, with like Star Wars, um, I've seen all the Star Wars, mm-hmm. and um, I think that they're like it's a good franchise, but it's never something that I've been overly enamored with. Um, and I don't know whether that's just because of my like tastes when it comes to films and genres, um, yeah. and Yeah, uh, I'm hoping that there's going to be a bit more of a story to get to delve into um, rather than um, it just being about the action yeah I think
0: um, if you go into this remembering that there are small nuggets of an overall story within this within each movie that sort of comprises the whole thing then I think you'll be you can be quite happy knowing that but there are obviously films within the phases that uh, do delve deeper into this larger narrative Um, so that might throw you off a little bit when you start seeing some characters pop up in one movie and then they appear later on and you go, what? that's a bit strange And and then it sort of makes sense once you watch it all together and go of course, yeah, they did that because of, you know, the overall story reasons rather than making sense in mm. that narrative at the time.
1: Well, I I remember when the the Last Avengers film came out mm-hmm. and um I remember the huge response to it at the time on social media and like there was definitely a few people and people that I talked to at work that were saying it was like so so good and um there was a certain scene in it that made them cry and there was crying at the end and stuff yeah um, if that if 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 by the end I'm one of those people then I'd consider it a a, a success if I'm that invested in the in the story and franchise um yeah but um and yeah.
0: yeah I think we'll go we'll obviously delve deep into that experience like when we get to that point and be warned that's a long time in coming because that's like twenty two mm. movies in at that point but yeah the the reactions that you got from people was obviously this build-up from ten plus years of them writing movies and bringing out these movies to, um, to build this larger narrative and it's the payoff basically that they got and I went to go and see that film in cinema and I don't think I've ever seen a cinema react like that and there were memes going around obviously about Oh it's very American cinema like people shouting and screaming whooping and all that sort of thing about mm-hmm. these about things that had happened but it was but I think people forgot that it was like we we'd got these little nuggets here and there across these years and they all paid off all at once and it was it was good let's be honest yeah so we we'll, I look forward to seeing what your reaction to some of those moments in that particular film alone are. And I, I really do hope that you are emotionally invested enough to get that that same reaction that a lot of the audience got at that time as well. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And, uh, uh,
1: probably one last thing um, to bring up, that kind of um, latches on to that point um, before we go, um, yeah. is with that emotional investment, has that caused you to like? Um, delve into stuff outside of the films in the universe. So like have you was you, you like a day one purchase of the Avengers video game that came out earlier this year? I uh, I haven't
0: I haven't purchased the game actually, but I was very interested to obviously try it when it was on demo at um EGX in two thousand and nineteen. Mm. Um I didn't enjoy my playtime there and then when when the Global test beta came out uh, a few, few weeks before, um, a few weeks before the game came out. I did, I was on board, and I was like, I need to try this because I'm a fan of the Avengers. And then it was sort of like a damp squid. Let's be honest, I didn't like the game at all, and I was disappointed because I thought they were going to do more with it based on the property of the movies. But I think they definitely did go more down the line of trying to create their own narrative whilst also trying to ground it in the comic lore more than the, the cinematic lore.
1: Yeah. And do the... Is it any of the TV shows or Marvel games that have been released throughout since the first Iron Man film? When when did you say that came out? Uh, two,
0: 2008.
1: Right. So is, is any of the TV shows or games that's been released since then tied uh, in in any
0: way. That's an interesting question, actually, because I didn't really consider that, but um, Marvel specifically mentioned that their TV properties form their own universe, so even if we obviously, once we've done with the cinematic universe, we could go on to the TV-based universe where with the Mm. Netflix shows like Jessica Jones uh, The Defenders Daredevil uh, even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but they don't form part of this larger narrative with the cinematic universe but they do happen around a similar time that this is all going on so you'll get um, I think in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you'll have certain moments that have happened based on what's happened in the cinematic universe
1: Right, okay
0: so it's a bit weird, let's be honest (laughs) I don't know why they chose to do that I thought they probably could have tried to integrate them both together but maybe it was just too much to to ask people to go and watch a movie and then sit down and watch a 24 episode series about, about these characters that have nothing to do with the Avengers
1: Yeah I don't know
0: so uh, I'm trying to think if I have any more questions about uh, about what your expectations are in this, but I think I think you answered it pretty thoroughly. Actually, you just want to be invested like everyone else yeah. was.
1: So I yeah. re- equally yeah I'll, I'll have a fresh fresh pair of eyes on it. But if I don't like something, I'll say I don't like this film and yeah yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, because I, I think based on our interaction, because uh, I'll be honest here, me and you have never spoken like before this in person, we've only interacted via Twitter with our, our love of certain movies, like yeah. Whiplash, and I think you've got a very good uh, sense of what a good movie is, so... I'll be interested to see what you think.
1: I think, I think people will disagree with you on that one.
0: I think a lot of people disagree with me generally on movies. If I'm honest, I've, I'm very mm. highly opinionated on what I like and what I don't like. So, but mm. uh, I, I think people are wrong. Whiplash is an amazing movie, and people should watch that because I, I watched yeah. it again the other night, and it's still gripping, still unbelievably good. Yeah,
1: yeah so. still my favourite film. Yeah.
0: yeah. So we'll we'll we can get back to obviously uh, broader movies at some point in the future if we wanted to cover them. But obviously, let's keep on track with the cinematic universe in this one.
1: Yeah. Cool. So. All right.
0: Any last things uh, before we wrap up?
1: Uh, no, um, I'll probably say if anyone wants to contact me on Twitter just to ask me any questions like, based on this episode of like what my expectations might be or anything uh, my you, uh, Twitter name is angry underscore Kurt yeah
0: and I, I hope we do get some angry reactions to live up to that name <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll mirror that if anyone wants to get in contact with me to ask some more trivia stuff you can get in contact with me at pbeckett1 which is the number one on Twitter so I All think right. I think cool. that's going to be a wrap. So uh, let's yeah. let uh, cut scene there, as they call it in the in the industry.
1: Yeah, and I we'll... hope everyone is enjoying it and looking forward to future episodes.
0: Yeah. So we're going to start off with episode one very soon, which will be Iron Man. I uh, know. And uh, um, once that is live, we will let you know. Uh, and I'll be interested, obviously, come back and discuss that with you when it has been done. So, but until then. Uh, I've been Pete. I've been Kurt. And we're the Neverwatchers. So,
1: goodbye. Bye. <laughs>